0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: I want to give a shout out to Ruben and his podcast Hoops and Hefeweizen, which is a Mavs oriented podcast. Thank you for all your support.
0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Hoops and Visions podcast. I'm Alex. There is no Reuben this week because that asshole's in Hawaii. So, <laughs> so this week uh, we brought on uh, Bryce Patrick from On Rangers. How you doing tonight, Bryce?
1: Oh, well, I'm good. Enjoying the craziness of the NBA offseason. And also, I'm like, oh yeah, it's baseball season now. And baseball yeah. and WNBA season. So all we talk about is, all we, everyone's going to worry about is is, you know, those things, for now. I mean, the draft's not that important. We already know where Zion's going, so who cares about the rest of it? Um, well,
0: uh, there, there's there's some interesting <laughs> things happening draft-wise now, and we can touch on that in a Yeah,
1: now there are. Oh, my gosh. I, literally, all I care about, like, now that Zion's, like, decided, I'm like, oh, all I care about is where Jarrett Culver goes, because he is my son, and I'm very proud of him, and I want him to be happy. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in New Orleans. Maybe. I don't know. I think... Like as much as it kills me to say I don't know why I I have like I should have no ill will to like the Hawks. But Mm -hmm. because like Trey stands are so annoying, I like it makes (laughs) me like annoyed with the Hawks. But I'm like they're a fun legitimately, objectively a very fun, yeah, like upside team. And Culver I think would be perfect there. But or he could go with, with my other son um in Cleveland. Um and Colin Sexton and both of my sons from two different schools could go and, and do great things together.
0: I mean, having people that you followed for a long time like meet up on, on different teams is always fun.
1: That'd be great. Yeah, I really am trying to steal Zaire back to Dallas somehow. I think he'd be perfect here, but I don't know how that happens.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I remember when uh, when we got Kristaps and everybody was like, Oh my God, Kristaps and Dirk st- Dirk together.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was just mad cuz during that playoff run, I think Zaire really could have helped them and they didn't play him like at all. Yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? Like they needed more def- guys who could cover wings and point guards and I'm like that's like if he has no other skill right now. Like he has exactly that and energy and mm-hmm. athleticism. So like what are you doing, coach? What you doing?
0: Uh, it's- I mean, I think it's a it's a thing in the NBA where like rookies just don't play in the playoffs really
1: it's dumb though like I, was, i'm not
0: saying it's smart
1: <laughs> it's yeah. just a thing um i mean luca would have played in the playoffs had well, the mavs absolutely. gotten there <laughs>
0: yeah. but i
1: i give them props I, I mean i worry about the like the cycle of mediocrity and the fact that the mavs were so willing to be like all right yep we got our guy we this guy is even much better than we realized and we thought he was going to be like uh, almost generational talent so mm-hmm. we're going to strip off all of these pieces right now and it's going to suck right now but we're going to go and get a second star, which we absolutely need to get and sell him from day one and yeah. keep Luca here for forever, which I'm not so sure with with Luca that you do. I think he's I mean, it's hard to read any superstar nowadays, but like I think he's perfectly com- would be perfectly comfortable spending his 15 year NBA career all in Dallas because I don't I don't think I think he hates the drama of like all this other stuff. He's just like, yeah, I'm cool yeah. being here. And I bet seeing all that's going on this off season, if he's even paying attention, which uh, I don't care if he is, I think it'd be kind of hilarious if he just comes back just like, "Wait, what happened?" Oh, cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm
0: sure he's paying attention, but at the same time, like, you know, you're coming from a structure in in Barcelona, um, Madrid, or Madrid, sorry, um, <laughs> with Real Madrid, where you know he was on that same, he was with that franchise from 15 to 19. Yeah, Or 14 to 19, you know, four or five years. Um, and
1: it's such a stable structure, too. Like, it's like, I mean, international, like, I don't know how much about like transfers and stuff in international like basketball, but I don't I know they're not nearly nearly as crazy as like international like soccer transfer rumors and stuff where yeah. it's like it's the NBA is kind of getting that way. It's like. Oh, we see this guy here, and like, oh, he's like in Dallas or whatever. Like, I, had, like, I noticed that Fr- Frank or Frank, Frank M- Milakita, and like, yeah. literally like 30 minutes before the Woj bomb about the AD trade dropped, it's kind of like hilarious.
0: Oh yeah, but I, was,
1: I like, mean, look, all these people like caring about what, what Frank Milakita is doing. So apparently his agent is is based in Dallas, and so that makes sense. And well, that's I think why you was, even like, mentioned that it on
0: Twitter that a lot of players come and practice in dallas like
1: yeah yeah they do but like none of them like post about it that's why i thought it was weird because
0: yeah.
1: like Ooh. um i know monte ellis is, is a regular hoopin in the in the summers um mm-hmm. in the mass traction facility and i'm sure there's some other nba guys there that i don't know who they are the only ones that i know are like lamarcus aldridge or lamarcus aldridge and i think um uh Tur- turner miles turner yeah
0: miles turner yeah, yeah well i mean but those
1: guys are from the area
0: yeah, well, and DFW has a really, really good sports science area. Like, their sports science is fantastic around here, so.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, Casey Smith is, is a G. And I I think we're seeing, like, one of the, I kind of want let, to, let's, I, I kind of want to talk about the, the Raptors and, and them winning the championship and what, like, because it has so many effects on everything. Yeah. Like, there's, like, this whole last week, everything has changed and stuff. But I think one of the things that we saw is how important, like, a really good training staff is. And Casey Smith is one of the best out there. And I think that might help in free agency just a little bit. Not, not so much, not like, let's not go crazy and, and say the matters are going to get some top tier guy right now. Yeah, They're
0: not going to get clay Thompson. They're getting Kevin Durant. Like, (laughs) don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll talk about my jokes as to why later, but yeah, no, you're right. Because when, when we talked last week, um, it was three, one. So KD hadn't even come back yet, and then KD gets injured in Game 5, and then, of course, Klay gets injured in Game 6, both of them season-long-ending injuries from an Achilles and an ACL, uh, respectively. So, like, having a training staff that you can trust, I mean, look, they had Dirk doing whatever he was doing all last year. Um, They're working with uh, Kristaps and his team after his ACL, um, they helped bring West back after his ACL. Um, they're helping JJ with his ACL. So they've got it all over the spectrum. They've got a guard, they've got a wing, they've got a big and all of the preventative maintenance that goes into that as well. Cause the, the maps don't have a long history of super injured guys and they have a history of bringing guys back like Seth Curry
1: or like Monte, um, I mean look at, look at Dirk's career. look how little he was injured like it was yeah. incredible. he played twenty one seasons like the and the stuff that he had to do to to play in this last season, the fact that he was able to even get on the court at all and play as many minutes as he did was incredible,
0: yeah, and that he played almost every game this season like it wasn't like he was playing no back to backs ever even though he played maybe half of the back to backs um <laughs> It wasn't like he was playing five to 10 minutes a night. He would really go out there after he was back and just grind it. So it's amazing. Like it really is.
1: Yeah. It really speaks to, to Casey Smith and what he's been able to do. But I worry that, that a lot of people are going to learn the the wrong lesson um, from, from the Kawhi thing. It's like, you got to make sure that you, you swing hard for your free agent in your window. Cause you never know what's going to happen. And like, to mm-hmm. some extent, and I think the Kawhi trade is, like, it's one of those, like, even if Kawhi leaves, like, it was still a great deal. And they honestly, it didn't feel like they gave up that much for a guy who yeah everyone knew was at least a top five player in the league. Like, there were some questions about, like, oh, is he going to come back? Is, oh, is he going to play or whatever? And, like, that, mm-hmm. I feel like those concerns were way overblown. I mean, you give up, like, DeMar DeRozan and...
0: A single first-round pick.
1: A single first-round pick and some bench players... And that's, yeah. that's it. Like, they were some nice bench players. DeMar DeRozan is, is fine, a pretty decent player. But, like, man. But what
0: they did What the Raptors did is they basically had a situation where it was like if it didn't work out with Kawhi and Kawhi left. I mean, granted, it did work out. And even if Kawhi leaves now, then they've set themselves up perfectly to trade Kyle Lowry in the final year of his contract mm-hmm. and completely rebuild their team. Uh, so Masai did a really good job there of not destroying the future for a right now piece, really uh, which did. is something he... that the Lakers didn't do.
1: <laughs> no, no, they did not. Um, but he also has like OG Ananobi and like Fred Van Fleet is young and like and Siakam. Like those three are like legitimate yeah. good pieces. Um, and then some of the other guys they have around him are, are are fine as well. Um, but... Speaking
0: of the uh, the Lakers trade though, did you see the picks?
1: Um, yeah. I saw like a little bit. I, I knew there was like. It's three first-round picks and then, like, something with, with pick swaps. I
0: Yeah. yeah go ahead and, um,
1: and read it out to me.
0: Yeah, I'm pulling up the tweet right now, and I just want to make sure that I give the credit to the right person that I saw it from. So bear with me here. Okay, so this is from Tim Bontemps. The Pelicans will get the following picks from the Lakers. number four Number four overall pick in 2019 – Top eight protected in twenty twenty one becomes unprotected in twenty twenty two. Unprotected swap in twenty twenty three, unprotected first in twenty four, unprotected swap in twenty
1: five. man, that's gonna be rough. If they if they bottom out, that's yeah. gonna be so rough. It's that's just oof. Man, even at least
0: they even if they don't bottom out though, the Lakers basically have no control over their own draft destiny until twenty twenty six.
1: That's just insane. That's, that's so long. And I feel like the Mavs, like, it's, like, with those two, like, before this year, before it conveyed, mm-hmm. like, the, like, basically three potential firsts they've given up for Luca and Kristaps. So I was like, all right, those at least have, like, some protections on them. But, like, it still feels like, oh, my gosh. Like, they still have, they still yeah. need, like, a, quite a few pieces to, like, get to championship team.
0: Yeah, but, but the Lakers did that. Plus swaps. Which yeah,
1: just woof. Woof, that's rough. And,
0: and we talked about this a little bit before recording, but, you know, for what could possibly be a single year of Anthony Davis.
1: So, if yeah, if everything like hits hits the fan and, and AD is like, man, this is a lot of drama. And I don't feel like Braun is as invested as he used to be, which I think is, also, a, is a totally fair claim. But he's also the best player in the history of the world, so...
0: He's also in his 30s now and on the downturn of his career. Yeah. And as much as LeBron was the best player in the world for a very long time, he's not he's, anymore.
1: He's not. He might not be top three. As, well, like he, that he might may be, be right place, now
0: but, because of Kevin Durant's injury.
1: I don't know. That's, so, that's, that's a crazy thing that I might yeah. be willing to go out on limb and say is that he might not be a top three player next year. I think Who would Giannis, you put ahead of him next year, Giannis? Giannis, why? Giannis, Kawhi, and Harden? Harden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can I see all three of those. Because Harden, Harden at least has good things on defense. Like he's a great post defender, and like he's at least trying now. But LeBron, like he's just literally given the mandatory defense like 60% mm-hmm. of the time that I'm watching him, and like as incredible he is a, as a passer and a scorer, it's just like the effort's not there and. Mm-hmm. You get on saying, like, I got this switch, I got this switch. And then, like, I loved all the memes about, like, how, like, okay, LeBron is, is going into playoff mode, LeBron, and blah, 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 blah. But then and he was, like, over for 40. Up, like, yep. Yep. <laughs> it was just great. I mean, I, yeah. I love LeBron, but I, I also love the memes and making fun of the Lakers. It's just – it's one of the joys of of, of watching the NBA.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so it's just one of those things is that the Lakers are a really poorly run organization. Gosh, and they, they really got are. LeBron, and then they traded – everything for anthony davis
1: yeah talk about learning the, the wrong lessons it's going to take them like just i don't know it's going to take something catastrophic for them to like realize that they're because they don't even realize that they're a poorly run organization which is the scary yeah. thing it, it like
0: genie Bus selling the team
1: yep they just lucked into lebron and they got ad even though there's like no one else was was really willing to give up even mm. close to what they were willing to give up. I mean, good Lord,
0: yeah. I mean, didn't didn't it come out that the Celtics weren't even offering Jason Tatum in a package? Oh
1: my gosh. can we t- can we just rag on the Celtics real quick on that? That's just <laughs> stupid. Oh my God. Danny I saw... Ainge, the greatest GM of all time. Oh my gosh. I saw someone uh, saying that Danny Ainge is is the guy who talks mad game in the DM but won't even hold your hand in public because he's too scared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can see that i i oh, can gosh. definitely see that
1: I just like at some point you got to trade your assets in for something because like he's been saying like oh we're waiting on this waiting on this when the superstar comes available like look at these superstars that you could have had you could have had paul george paul george it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. you could have had Kawhi could have made a huge difference and you didn't and you deserve to be just like hung could up to had, dry for that it was just like had
0: anthony davis for this playoff run
1: yeah, and I don't think Kyrie would have left, but now Kyrie's gone. Yep. Kyrie's probably going to uh, to Brooklyn, and you're going to be stuck with nothing. Here you go. Here's Gordon Hayward at like $30 million a year or something crazy like that. Here's a core that all hates each other because you brought in Kyrie for a season and a half, mm-hmm. and he made everyone hate each other. Like, here you go. Al Horford yeah. might walk. I think Al Horford should walk, honestly. Do you know what would be hilarious?
0: I was just thinking about this. What if Al Horford declined his player option, and then the Celtics traded all of their assets to get... uh, I'm trying to think of a player. Um,
1: I don't even know who they would...
0: Chris Paul. They trade everything for Chris Paul, and then Horford signs a a three-year 90-mil extension.
1: Oh, no. Oh, Al. Don't do Al (laughs) like that. Al be free. (laughs)
0: Just
1: I, to... I, I wonder, because, cause, like, the thing that makes me laugh the most right now um is the Houston Rockets and how if they had just, like, not hated each other for, like, the last month and just, like, waited until the the playoffs were done to, like, start airing their drama and, like, firing people and making all these moves, then, like, they'd be perfectly poised to go ahead and take that ring next year with KD and, and, uh, and Clay down. Like, man. Yeah. It'd be wide open for them,
0: at least in but the West.
1: No, it, I think I still think they could be whoever came out of the the East. It would be tough, but they could definitely do it.
0: Yeah, I mean the Raptors had a hard time on a depleted Warriors team, so I could see it. It, it really just depends on what happens in the off because there's no telling where Kawhi goes. Like I know everybody's saying the Clippers, but you you never know. Um, who
1: knows? I I would love it if Kawhi just stayed in Toronto. Like why not run it back? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and then and all the rumors it. now are that Kyrie's either going to go to Brooklyn or go to uh, L.A. Yeah,
1: I don't see the L.A. thing. I really just don't. I could see Kemba going there, but like, I don't I don't see Kyrie um, just making up and, and being like, oh, you know what? Everything's fine. I think he was just trying to be like LeBron in his yeah. use of the media. Um, With all the weird backhanded nonsense that he was spouting all year <laughs> i don't he's know It's
0: always been weird um i think he's just now realizing that he's actually weird
1: <laughs> if oh, that makes think, sense like there's something I think, wrong with it it's just I think like so he's out there when was the year the cap spiked? i think it was 2016 where yeah the, 2016 the, was the, the cap year. spiked and then everyone just threw out these really terrible terrible contracts i think this year is going to be a lot like that there's gonna be a lot of teams that think, oh, this is my year. The Warriors mm-hmm. are down, everything's wide open, especially if Kawhi leaves, everyone's like, okay, everything's open. We gotta go now, now, now. And there's gonna be some really bad contracts looking back in like two years, yeah. maybe yeah. even like a year and a half.
0: There's there's more max money on the table than there are max players. Well like <laughs> this and the twenty sixteen money's coming off the books for a lot of teams. Um to so frees them but, up to
1: make more bad decisions.
0: And yeah, I think there was something like six or seven teams this off season that have at minimum one max cap slot.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so many! And
0: and half the league are free agents or could be free agents. So <sighs> good lord, it's
1: going to be pretty ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I'm really worried about the Mavericks being one of those teams that does something stupid. I'm just um, I'm I'm really worried. I don't I, think they will. I talked about this been, on Twitter a little bit. It's just, they've been hitting nothing – like, they've been hit bang a 1,000 for, like, the last calendar year. Yeah. So – and they've never really done that well in free agency with their their first option. And they're talking – there's all this rumors and nonsense that I think the Mavs are trying to start being like, oh, there's some buzz. Mavs are going to go get somebody. People are interested. – I'm like, it's – See, I, this
0: <sighs> is – I am not. I'm going to subtweet the hell out of the people that I'm talking about, but you'll know who I'm talking about. There is one group that does this every single off season, and it's like they don't they have Mavericks connections last, like, anymore.
1: It's like they haven't been paying attention to the last like five years. <laughs> yeah,
0: but the people that run that that website are very, very, very popular uh, because of what they do for the Cowboys, and. But they, they don't have Mavericks connections like everybody else does. And yeah, I, I don't even pretend that I have Mavericks connections, but I know. I mean, I, I know that I don't, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I can sit here on this podcast and be like, Kevin Durant's going to be a Dallas Maverick. Prove <laughs> me wrong. <laughs> no, I didn't say when he was going to be a Dallas Maverick, but. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It's like I understand that there's the need for clicks the need to get something going, but I really never saw Kimba as really a fit for the Mavericks. I saw that one group pushing it.
1: Yeah. I uh, I've seen multiple. It made sense on paper. It honestly did.
0: Um, yeah. I should just say like, it, it's just one of those things. Like I didn't see anybody reputable.
1: I didn't see say, him considering, I mean like there was the, like the fir- first person who started was a guy with, um, I think it was a Charlotte observer is the name of that newspaper. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was interesting because that probably came from the agent side. And since there's so many big free agents, like the Mavs are going to be used. So mu- there's going to be so many, like rumors say that this person, the Mavs are interested in this person or whatever. And I don't know that the Mavs will be interested in all those people, yeah. but I know even if they are, they're going to be used a lot um, to be like the friend zone team. It like, Oh, this person's interested. So, so you got to go and, and overpay for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm honestly fine with that as long as fans aren't getting their hopes up and just tweeting yeah. me of, like, hey, they're, they're going to get this aid list free agent, this one, this one. I'm like, no, they're not oh, getting God. any of them. Yeah. That's, and that's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, totally I joke about fine.
0: I think the thing is, though, is, like, we just have to hope that it's not a situation like it was in 2012 to 2015 where oh, they're gosh. waiting for that person. I think as long as Donnie is allowed to run – this off season, everything's going to be fine.
1: I think he is, and I think Cubes has finally eased up, and I think that's why everything's been going so well. Because like, yeah, Donny's brilliant, and he's been doing so well, like, and pulling off this this KP trade and and mm-hmm. getting Luca when you were like had the fifth pick, like, just man, And they really set themselves up for the future pretty decently yeah. well so far.
0: Like if they get a team friendly extension on Dwight, say they give like a bigger two year deal to Pat Beverly they add a couple other pieces here they're like mid-tier type pieces
1: oh yeah bring give, back me a, their RFAs. give me a big deal like if it's, if it's just gonna be two years then give me like throw a lot of money at pat beverly that's fine totally that's what fine i'm saying that. like
0: if you want you know because uh maverick super fan that never paid for his tickets and always got tickets from somebody else is already banned from the arena so oh, thank god <laughs> i don't know that he's that that's going to be a problem Don
1: Knobler um, is not going to be a problem, and I think that the people would like him, and I think he's one of those guys he's like a solid measure if you yeah. if he's on your team, then you love him if he's not on your team, then you kind of hate him but yeah, and I, so
0: the the Mavericks already have a very solid bench, it's just a matter of filling out that starting five, especially with dirt gone,
1: um, yeah, and I think also the the Katie Smith angle will help because Beverly's missed quite a few games the last few years, and so keeping him healthy would be great um.
0: Yeah, so I think you get Beverly and maybe one or two other mid-tier free agents on overpay contracts for a shorter amount of time to give them maybe one more opportunity at at, at a payout. Um I I think that, that would work well.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, that also so lets too. the
0: team retool right before Luka's
1: extension. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just get something that would be a competitive team. Like I think the West it won't be like I don't know, the top won't be as insane this next year as it was last year but i think it'll be just as deep where every almost every single team feels like they have legitimate chance at a playoff spot which yeah. will be fun and exciting i and think, I think every... the match will be a lot better too and they were like in the thick of it for most of like the first half of the season at least yeah. like semi realistically
0: i would say every team in the west except for the suns have a chance at the
1: playoffs Heck, even the Suns, who knows what kind of a leap Aiton's going to make next year, or like a fully healthy Booker, or if they go get know. a legitimate point guard. I Like, who knows? Honestly, who knows? Yeah, West but is I wild. mean, Senators like
0: Aiton are very much like point guards in the sense that they take forever to really meet match their potential.
1: That's true. But what if they got, like, D'Lo? What if a Kyrie goes to Boston, or to Brooklyn, sorry, Yeah. let's see a B.O. or something, and it's just my brain is confusing it. I don't know why. Um, Yeah, so
0: I made this joke earlier. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the Suns could get D'Angelo Russell. Everybody could have a leap in their playing ability, and they could have a terrible defense but just shoot everybody out. Also, a Comet could hit the earth at any moment.
1: That's true. (laughs) Mikael Bridges is a a really good player, though. I really like Mikael Bridges. And uh, Josh Jackson is... Is an NBA player. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's just that I'm very low on their two biggest
0: pieces. Like I—that's fair. I, I don't see Booker being anything more than what he is now, which is a, a a volume shooter with no defense.
1: what he is now is is fine, a pretty good offensive piece though.
0: So this is one of those like good stats, bad team type guys, is how I see him. Like I don't think that he would be. It might be. On a good team. Who knows? Because you know, he's don't... just allowed to chunk it up. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he's well, very much Kobe Light.
1: <laughs> the Kobe uh-huh. like defense.
0: That's true. Kobe Light minus the defense. Yeah. Um And then I just I don't know that Aiton's really ever gonna work out.
1: I don't know. He might he's he's a weird I have no idea what to what to think of him. He's
0: like I'm weird. not gonna I'm not gonna be here and, like, pull a Skip Bayless and be like, this team is terrible and they're always going to be terrible. <laughs> and, well, they might
1: be. Ownership yeah. de- determines so much in this league. That's true. Like, look at the Rockets. Like, I think the Ro- the Rockets' owner might be the reason that they never won a championship, like, in this er- James Harden era. Yeah.
0: You know, because
1: he's all these dumb moves that he's making, like, oh, I want to save, like, five million bucks. It's like, you're a billionaire. Like, your life is so hard you being a billionaire. Like, just if you don't want to, like, this is going to sound to make really, a good team, but like this can sound really finish. bad. But what
0: he's also a billionaire from the restaurant industry, and the way you become a billionaire in the restaurant industry is by penny pinching and being an asshole.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't work in this business, though.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. But he's I mean, gonna
1: he's gonna find out the hard way, and he's gonna sell it in like mm-hmm. three or four years. And the team's gonna be in a terrible, terrible place.
0: For DFW people, like this, the Rangers are a great example of this. <laughs> yep. Their owners hate spending.
1: God, they do. I mean, every single baseball owner hates spending, and that's why. Just...
0: Except for the Yankees and, yeah. and Magic. Magic loves spending. Man, he really does. <laughs> that Dodgers <laughs> roster, man.
1: Yeah, but they also have like just the one of the best scouting departments and like front offices like in baseball. That's true. So. It makes up for it. I mean, That's like true. I'm watching Dodgers right now, and they've got Alex Verdugo, who's a great young young talent, and uh, Walker Buehler, who is incredible, and all these other good young talents. Like Cody Bellinger mm-hmm. is hitting right now, and he's like he was hitting like 400 for like two months, which is insane.
0: Yeah, and they don't fire their scouting department every offseason like the rock or I said the Rockets, but like uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the Houston
1: does. Yeah,
0: um, yeah,
1: and somehow they still have a great farm system. Anyway.
0: Yeah, no. Ownership is definitely a huge competitive advantage. Um, but the West is going to be really interesting next year. I I think that we, we have some disagreement on how well the Warriors are going to do. It really depends on what they want to do, because it's the first year at the Chase Center. They're still going to have Steph. They're still going to have Draymond, and they're going to fill out their roster however they decide to. Klay's coming um, back, for sure. Well, yeah, Clay. Clay will come but, back. I, mean, I think he already said he's coming back, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, his dad did.
0: And then, <laughs> so. and then realistically, like, Kevin Durant has that player option, and it may make sense for him to pick that up. Who knows? Like, I'm I'm not an expert in that, and I don't think anybody knows what Kevin Durant's mindset is on things.
1: Nobody does, yeah. And trying um, to predict it is, is a fool's errand.
0: <laughs> the only thing that I can think of is that, you know, Kevin Durant calling... um, Clay after Clay's injury and telling him that they had unfinished business.
1: That that's like, ooh, I maybe mean, they're gonna try and keep the band together. Yeah. Can you imagine so, if, if KD took a pay cut to stay there? Can you I imagine how insane I, that would be? I could Gosh, see it. Because the thing
0: is, is like I I was never a person that hated Kevin Durant for what he did. I was never a person that thought that he was a snake. I was never a person that thought that he cheaped out. Like and maybe this is because I followed Durant when he was at UT, and I followed him when he was in Seattle for the Sonics, and followed him when the Sonics got blindfolded and murdered and moved to <laughs> Oklahoma City. Um, Tragically. In the dead Tragically. of the night. Ugh. It, they just it need just, to
1: pack up OKC and go back there and just... And, and but the thing was is like
0: you could see the way that Durant was treated by ownership and by fans and by his own teammates where he never felt like he belonged in Oklahoma City, which is sad yeah, um that is sad and the thing is is like as as a human being, when you have somebody call you and be like, "Hey man, you have an opportunity to win a ring
1: here, and we really want you here
0: How about you and come?
1: We, and we need you like that's the yeah. thing is like like we need you. The team that just won seventy two games, be like we can't do this without you. And yeah, you, we'd love you here. Like, man, that's awesome. And I think like the things things with him right now, from what it seems from from my outsider perspective, I think like the chemistry standpoint. I don't. I I think all those issues that we were just making a little bit more of than there were early on in the season. I think mm-hmm. everything is like as good as it's been right now, or is it, or is it as good as it's been since their first championship together.
0: I mean, let's be honest, even if Kevin Durant comes back and signs like a four year deal and they extend Clay and then Draymond comes back as well, like if they keep, quote unquote, the band together and coming into the playoffs, Katie is coming back similar to uh, what Boogie did this season.
1: Um, I don't think he'll be able to come back. This
0: I'm not saying he will be. I, I don't even think it's likely. I'm just using this as an example. Mm -hmm. I think that people would consider the like, say the Warriors get like the seventh seed or the sixth seed or something, and then they get KD back and they get Clay back or Clay's on a hot streak or something like that. I think people would consider the Warriors an underdog, like the inevitable underdog, but still. God,
1: I hate that narrative. I hate it so much. Like when the stupid Patriots were trying to be like, oh, we're the underdogs this year. I'm like, shut up. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to hear any single thing about you being an underdog. You've you, won. Never want to hear you have a Tom call freaking underdog. Brainy. You are not an underdog ever. Ugh. I get
0: what you're saying. It, it's just I'm thinking like narrative wise that I could easily see the Warriors being considered underdogs this next season or the season after.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, at that point, I think they should be like if if everyone's coming back and everyone's hobbled, then like, yeah, the underdog thing is warranted. Um and it but it, it's still like I would feel bad betting against them in like anything if they had everyone like in there there, even if they're like all maybe seventy percent yeah of what they like are at their their peak still
0: Man and they were so disinterested terrifying. this year, I feel like they were even disinterested in the finals until their backs were against the wall. It was a weird team,
1: it was a weird team, it was a weird series, man the last two games were really fun, though.
0: Yeah, well, except for the injuries.
1: Yeah, outside of that, like that was devastating. It was so devastating, man. The the NBA changed so much in like one week. The whole NBA landscape just yeah everything. Well, because Kawhi
0: Kawhi's out of out of town, out of Toronto. So Toronto's gonna win their championship and then rebuild immediately.
1: Yeah, and I think that might have been what the Mavs should have done in 2011, or just like bring everybody back at least. The mushy middle is what
0: got the Mavericks.
1: Oh gosh, it was tough. But I'm seeing a lot of uh, Toronto fans on Twitter, and I remember remember that feeling of mm-hmm. sitting there watching. I mean, like, I mean, the NBA landscape didn't change as much the summer of like 2011 as it is changing this summer. But yeah. just being able to sit there and watching everybody scramble, be like, oh, we're gonna try marry, try and maybe get this person in free agency, and oh, we might do this, and you're just sitting there like, oh, wow, you're trying to get a get a ring. Oh man, I know what that's like, man. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that. Any of that nonsense, and it'll be the and same. It's way. it's their where, first one, yeah. When and then go they're gonna come back.
0: <laughs> and then they're gonna come back to a dismantled Toronto team. And they'll be like, than...
1: you know what? It's fine. We got our championship. Like, there's, I feel like it's like what half the teams, more than half the teams in the NBA have never won a championship. Yeah, some something crazy like that. Yeah, 'cause there's like there's so few that have actually done it. It's, it's like the Bucks, the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, Well, it
0: doesn't help that, like, in the 50-year NBA history, the Lakers and Celtics own, like, 30 (laughs) of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of insane. But I feel like dynasties pop up a whole lot. I mean, it's just a matter of, like, getting your timing right. And the fact that the Mavs were able to sneak one in, like, right after, right in the middle of, like, a bunch of dynasties, like, at the beginning of the heatles, like, the end of the... Kobe dynasty in the middle of uh the Spurs. They got like, it at
0: the beginning of the LeBron dynasty. Yeah, yeah like not just the Eatles, but LeBron in general.
1: Yeah. Man.
0: Like. It's just insane.
1: It just literally like the perfect culmination of things. And I I like it's nice like in, in name to be like whenever people were referencing like, oh, this is kinda like, like this Toronto championship is kinda like the Mads and two it's not it's not, it, it's one of the most unique championships in like north american sports like it the, just the raptors no no the um well both the of Mavericks. them the yeah, yeah i the mean Mavericks, they're both one, very like, unique of the the top 15 all time player um staying with one franchise for forever had been through so much against the same team that denied him 5 years earlier um and like facing off against the super team against the best player in the history of the game at the high- of his power where they just shut him down like there was no injuries no no asterisks no nothing like you couldn't put any like like asterisks on their series at all like they went through the defending mm-hmm. champions like they knocked out kobe they swept kobe grind. they didn't just they knock them out they swept them. They literally knocked them out yeah <laughs> and then dirk had like one of the greatest performances of all time uh at his flu game yeah, he had that in the finals and then in the Western Conference finals against that like emerging like young what-should-have-been-a-super-team with three MVPs, three future MVPs on there, and also future um, uh, world champion in Serge Ibaka. Uh, I don't want to disrespect him in that way. And Kevin Durant. <laughs> and Kevin Durant as well.
0: <laughs> it's just funny, like, out of the three, that the, the uh, Thunder decided to keep the worst of them. Right? <laughs> I think... <laughs> And pay him more than the other two get paid.
1: Good lord. What a what a decision. It's fine. The Thunder are in, are in cap hell, and it's that it, I feel kind of sad for some Thunder fans if they weren't so annoying as a general group. Um, maybe I just get the annoying ones because I see them on Twitter, but I'm sure there's some nice ones, and I feel sorry for those who are going to suffer in eternal mediocrity, like them, and I think Charlotte Hornets fans are low key. Mm-hmm. Like mostly Charlotte Hornets fans are like low key some of the saddest in sports. Because they're always like just good enough to be like middle of the pack for forever, and they're going to be like stuck in cat purgatory for forever, and their owner is also kind of an idiot, um, and also one of the greatest gamblers of all time in Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um...
1: Oh, and I think he played basketball too. Yeah,
0: I think you know, I think he won like six rings or something. Pretty, I think he was a bench warmer though. Like, I wouldn't. Put too much credit to those rings. Oh yeah,
1: he he rode the the tails, uh, the tails of the greatest bull, Chicago bull of all time, and Scottie Pippen.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna kill us for that joke.
1: Oh my gosh, I'd
0: let him if I S- send, if send all hate to at Bryce no, Patterick on Twitter.
1: That's fine. I, I will take I will take the 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 bearing of, of Michael Jordan's slander. Yeah. I'll stand that's why I say LeBron James is the greatest of all time because he's not a dick. That's like that's my main reasoning. And he doesn't wear <laughs> Jenko jeans. That has nothing to do with it. It's just that he's a good human being and I feel good yeah. appreciating him. Whereas Michael Jordan, I'm like, that guy's a jerk. Like I don't I don't feel good supporting him and anything.
0: The, the dickiest thing or the worst thing that LeBron ever did was the uh, not one not two, not three, not four.
1: But he that made him 23. Like he, was, he was just doing that. I don't know what, what they thought they were going to do, but he no, was just but I'm saying like
0: and, at the time he was like 22, 23. Like he was young.
1: Yeah, yeah he was. It was, it was like, he, he, he compared to like going off to college for four years. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I get that. But he was, he did that on purpose because he wanted to make Dirk's championship that much better um, because he was setting <laughs> himself up to be the villain. Which I really appreciate that. you know he would def- he loves Dirk, and that was definitely an intentional decision.
0: Oh definitely. <laughs> did you see the uh, the slight that Dwayne Wade got from
1: <laughs> on Twitter? No, wait what was this So
0: this Mark Stein was tweeting that LeBron now has the best player that he's ever played with in <laughs> Incan Davis. I mean, the it's... best single player he's ever pa- played with, and then everybody's like, oh, Dwayne Wade.
1: No, no. Dwayne Wade's not better than Anthony Davis. Yeah.
0: I think that if you ended Anthony Davis's career right now, he would have been a better player all time than than uh, Dwayne Wade was.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, the finals MVP. Like the, the one where he rode Shaq and then the refs all the way to a championship. Like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. someone, I think it was uh, like Andy Andy Tobo on uh, on Twitter. I love Andy, but he was saying something like, "I don't know how good AD is. Nobody really does." But like, it's funny how he puts up these great stats on teams that aren't good. And like, it's hard for like just a big man by himself to be like to pull his team to greatness. Like, look at yeah the two wolves big men in um. And what will soon be the third great big wolves big man to not win anything with them in in cat. Um, But look what KG did and what uh, Kevin Love did. Those were both really really good players. Yeah, absolutely. Terrible middling teams, and like he's only have like two or three actually like good good players that he's played with. He had Boogie, um, and he had Drew Holiday. Yeah. But I don't think the Drew Holiday fit was as good. They they needed a more legit point guard that was established. Like look what they did when they had Rajon Rondo, and I'm not the hugest Rajon Rondo fan, but like that was such like it helped him a lot, for sure. It really did. And like there was that one year in the playoffs when they actually like it looked like they gave the Warriors like a little bit of a push. They only won one game in that series. I can't remember when it was, but like AD by himself was like a wrecking crew like Mm -hmm. against the Warriors, and it's like that that's a darn good player. Yeah, and if it gets the the biggest
0: concern is injury history for him.
1: But it's also like the, like, like we were saying about the importance of medical staffs. And the Pelicans yeah. had like the worst one in forever. And the sad thing is they just got like, they just hired away like the Suns medical team, which was, which has been historically one of the best for like decades. And they're like, hey, look, we did this. Cause they were literally like using the mm-hmm. Saints medical staff. And it's like, well, man, yeah. You're like borrowing like medical staff from a different sport. Like that's.
0: Well, they also had a GM from, that was also the GM of the, uh, but the Saints, too, because um, the owner was super cheap. But now that he's dead, like his wife is can't remember her name. So forgive oh, me. Um, but
1: he was such he was such a great guy, though. Like, I feel yeah. so bad. Like, he was kind of cheap. But like, he was I a mean, great
0: dude. Being cheaper or being bougie. Don't 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 a person make. <laughs> it's just man, a, like he. The, it's I an remember, attribute. Like, I
1: remember he was such like he was so beloved in that city. And he did so much for the city. Yeah. And like, it was he was such a great man.
0: He just kind of ignored the Pelicans. That was the thing. Like.
1: Which, I mean, so did the, – and therefore, so did the city of New Orleans. Yeah. Like, they're kind of like – they're kind of like the Mavs of, of New Orleans and that, like, oh, look, there's the football team. It doesn't matter how good they're doing or how bad they're doing. Like, it's Saints town there.
0: Yeah. I would say that the Pelicans are more like
1: the FC Dallas of New Orleans. Whew. That's rough. But, like, they don't have anything else, though. Like, that's yeah. the thing is, like – I mean, like, but I, I just the, Rangers, because... are the, the Rangers are the the are Dallas, like the DFW's second team. Like that's that's kind of clear from from TV ratings and stuff. But like, man, New Orleans has like the the Zephyrs. <laughs> I think is no the the, the okay. baby cakes now. The King Baby Cakes um, is their AAA affiliate, mm-hmm. uh, minor league baseball. But like that's it. It's literally just like those two teams, and like it's a it's a decent enough sized city, and it's like the yeah. whole state of Louisiana. Like you could, I don't, I don't understand why they don't draw more.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. You, you brought up the Rangers and their TV ratings, but their TV ratings do not equal their attendance ratings because their attendance ratings are pretty abysmal.
1: Yeah. And their TV, TV, wait for the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean also part of the TV ratings things is that like, it's such a wide market.
0: That's true. It's like every piece of Texas except for the little bit of area around Houston and then I think it's also Houston.
1: Yeah, like all of Oklahoma pretty much. Um, a New Mexico, chunk of New Mexico, Arkansas, and Louisiana as well. So.
0: So they just have a huge S market. They do. Where the Mavs don't, and I just mean like attendance wise. If they, you think about it, like hardcore fans, it goes Cowboys. I I argue this. It goes Cowboys, then the Ra- or then the Mavericks, then the Rangers, then the Stars, then the Rough Riders. Then FC
1: Dallas. Uh, eh, I think FC Dallas is above the Rough Riders. People just people aren't like fans of the Rough Riders. That's true. They just go to Rough Riders games. Okay,
0: yeah. If you if you put it that way, then, yeah, FC Dallas and then the Rough Riders and then, unfortunately, the Wings. But the Wings are still getting their foothold in the city and they They play at at UTL, which makes it (sighs) just so hard.
1: It really does. I don't understand why they can't play in in the AAC to make things easier. Like what do you what do you written that out for during the summer? There's not that no. many concerts.
0: I mean, I'd argue that they would even be better off like playing at Comerica Center um, in Frisco. The Comerica uh, used to be the Dr Pepper Center, where well,
1: oh the, oh the one that's like right by the the Rough Riders.
0: Yeah, it's like where like literally uh, that same parking uh, lot. It's where the Legends play.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why not? I think yeah. that'd be great.
0: Because they have a great training facility there. Um they have a great sports medicine. Like it's like half basketball court, half hockey training facility. It's like uh, the Dallas Stars headquarters, and then they have like a sports science lab there too. It's ridiculous. Oh,
1: wonderful!
0: Yeah, it's like that whole area is really nice. Um, plus, they'd be closer to Dallas.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that'd be nice. Yeah, and granted, I would love for them to play at the American Airlines Center, but I, they don't draw enough attendance for that to make sense.
1: No, they don't, but just because I want them to, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think somebody up. somebody mentioned that they could play at Moody um, at SMU. Ooh,
1: that would be good. That would be real good. They could fill that up, mostly.
0: I think so. They're, I don't know that they did an attendance thing, but I would say, like, I don't know how much the current stadium holds, but it was probably, like, half full.
1: Oh, on the lower levels. That's pretty good, especially yeah. since like they're not that great this year.
0: Yeah, they they won their first game.
1: My God, really? Is this yeah. really their first win?
0: They're one in five. Oh. My this was God. their first win. Um, and it
1: looked really bad to start the game. Like. Yeah, I saw like the offense was just everyone was like terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was busy watching the range. Like, I wish I could get more into the wings, but I'm like, I was like, at the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get really into it. Then I'm like. I forgot, like, oh, yeah. baseball. I have to watch, like, four hours of baseball almost every single day. I'll bring this something up. Rough.
0: I'll bring something up about watching WNBA here in just a minute, but um, something about the game specifically. Like, I remember the first quarter. It was either the first or the second quarter. I think it was the first. Um, they had the most egregious 24-shot clock violation I have ever seen. Like, really? their,
1: How bad was past- it?
0: Um put it this way the ball was being passed to another player after zeros had hit
1: <laughs> well hopefully they can bottom out and go get sabrina i want yeah. her so badly like that would be the than, goal more than anything i never learn under Skylar. they have one of and the best gets.
0: head coaches in in the WNBA.
1: yeah yeah they do and yeah, so like just Agler. continue to ta- please continue tanking like Make sure that, that Sky is all healthy, everything's all good. Make yeah. sure Aguma K is, is all healthy. Like just just only actually, play like half the games.
0: Yeah, well you mentioned this about the Warriors pulling a uh, pulling a Spurs Duncan, but this is actually like a perfect opportunity for the wings to do that.
1: I mean, yeah, why not? I didn't didn't Sky have like an injury last year that was like pretty severe?
0: Uh oh. she had pregnancy.
1: Yeah, but I know I know that she was pregnant. And she just gave birth, but I thought that yeah. she had like an ACL tear or something. Oh,
0: that's right. She did have an injury, like right before she was gonna go on maternity leave. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, just take your time, Sky. Yeah. You're right. Go spend some time with your kid. Yeah. Why not? Get yeah, healthy.
0: Just, exactly. Um. But no, what I was gonna say because I've been trying to watch like you talked about watching the WNBA more. I'm I'm trying to. Um. Something that I noticed. It's not that. WNBA players are worse than NBA players, and I don't want it to come off like that, but the games are so different. Like, the way that they're played is so different because the Warriors' five out system changed the NBA. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, free flowing constantly, um, where the WNBA, like, players are taking a lot of threes Um, for the wings tonight, they weren't hitting, but man, it's a grind to watch. Like, it feels like mid-2000s NBA basketball.
1: Yeah, because there's still quite a bit of post-play. I mean, like...
0: There's quite a bit of post-play,
1: and Cam I do Cam was able to dominate in the post. Like, that was her main scoring.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if it's just an Agler thing or the fact that, like, this is a pretty young and a pretty inexperienced Wings team in general.
1: I think that's it, what it might be. It's just like, this is just going to be a rough year.
0: They run multiple sets every single time that they have the ball in the half court. Like, they're... They're running plays over and over and over again, which is just, watching the Mavericks, especially, is just not something that I'm used to. Like,
1: <laughs> oh, oh, they run plays, but well, Carlisle wants to pretend like he's not.
0: They run plays, but the way that they run plays is very much well, especially because you have a high IQ guy like Luca, which is why it's hard for Carlisle to coach a low IQ point guard. Oh my god,
1: that's um, impossible. Because
0: Carlisle <laughs> wants you... Basically, Carlisle's running three or four plays all at the same time.
1: Yeah, which is um, great. And that's how, like, brilliant really offenses work.
0: Yeah, because basically, from what I understand from watching Mavs games, it's like, they have plans, but it's like, if it's Dwight a sets re- a screen and it doesn't work, they bail on that and do something else. Like yeah, it's, a
1: reader, it's a read and react offense. It's like, there's nothing like, okay, you have to do this, and like no matter what, even if, like, this guy comes up. It's like there's contingency plans on contingency plans. Like, it's a, like, just look and trust. You have to trust your point guard or whoever's running the play to make a really good decision. And that's why you have to have a high IQ guy. And having a guy with the high IQ and, like, the vision and passing ability of Luka is so important to a Carlisle wow. offense.
0: And And then also just being willing to do that because... Carlos also had high IQ guys that clashed with him on that. Um, yeah. Jason Kidd was one of them mm-hmm. Ron for, Rondo. for a moment. Yeah, Rajon Rondo <laughs> is the prime example of it. RIP. <laughs> but So watching the Swings game live and then watching other games on League Pass, it's like they're definitely just running set plays. And it's like it do or die on these set plays, even when you can tell five or six steps ahead of time that that play's not going to work. But they're I still doing I...
1: it. I find it kinda of interesting just for, for me as someone who doesn't like I haven't been into bas- like really into basketball for yeah. as long and it I think it's it helps me a little bit um in learning the game and just like seeing different styles of basketball and, and learning a little bit about that. I kinda like it, but
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's just why I wanted to preface with saying like I'm not saying that they're that it's worse, that that it's a worse product. It's just like very different from how the NBA is played currently. I also, think
1: it's basketball. Like we, as people who like basketball, it's like, man, like as, as much as part of the NBA or a good chunk of the NBA now is like the fun of the drama of the off season. It's like, I also really like watching the basketball.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the NBA is like the WWE in the sense of like, there's always (laughs) a storyline, but (laughs) you know, going and watching a wings game was still really fun and it definitely scratched that itch of yeah. like watching basketball which is why i say it's not bad like it's really fun to watch it's just the very the first couple of times that you watch it if you used, if you only watch the nba and you don't watch say like college basketball or mm-hmm. or you don't hate yourself and watch aau
1: basketball every oh, once in God, a while i do not watch aau basketball. <laughs> you cannot you cannot make me do that but yeah well, watching yeah even like watching like the, in college like the difference between like the men's and the women's camp, you're like huh this is interesting this is really different and, yeah. Like, learning the different rules and stuff I'm getting used to it but it's it's different but it's cool i like it i like oh, it more basketball really, always in fans favor more really basketball too yeah like, i w- wish that we'd have more like because we're seeing we we're seeing in the playoffs how the um nba players wearing uh u.s women's national team jerseys i love that and i wish they were like WNBA jerseys more i, I think that'd be dope if they just like walked in in that
0: yeah, you know, maybe they'll do that next year. Who knows? Because um, there's been way more NBA player sightings at WNBA games this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, like LeBron and like the Banana Boat Crew, Sands, um, oh, who M- Mello, who got replaced by uh, Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were they were at the Aces game today, and Liz Cambage was Liz Cambage was was shouting them out. I, I still love her, and it makes me so depressed that she's not with the Wings anymore, but. I'll, I mean I'll survive Maybe. yeah
0: the thing is is that the wings are owned by some guy that used to have the team be in Oklahoma and you know that nothing good comes out of Oklahoma so
1: that's true um, except for you when you actually physically get out of Oklahoma that's yeah good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for a second there you said you and I thought that you met you Darvish and I was really confused
1: yeah, yeah you actually he's half Iranian half uh, Japanese but he actually grew up in Oklahoma. Funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be insane. No.
0: Well, I mean, I guess he could have a rehab. He could have had a rehab start for the Oklahoma City Dodgers at one point last year.
1: Uh, I think he, he might have. Yeah. I don't know. So.
0: Maybe he is Who the only know? good thing to come out of Oklahoma.
1: Eh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pitched tonight, and I got to see him. Uh, did you see his, his tweet? I'm going to talk about it tomorrow on Locked on Lockdown Rangers. The uh, the Freely tweet? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just – I mean, Fraley I, – I, I didn't know Fraley. And so I hear from all the people who like knew him, he was a nice guy. But just like the some of the columns that he wrote, I mean, they really wrote me the wrong way. But he – He was an old-school sports journalist. He really, he really was. He was the definition of that. I wish I could have gotten to know him a little bit more. I saw him a couple times at Mavs games, but I, I didn't end up going and saying hi. I kind of wish that I did now.
0: Yeah. I mean – trying to bring it back to, to Mav's stuff. It's funny 'cause like you can tell he's very like old school newspaper guy where okay. you know DMN has um Sefco on the beat, I guess. Or no. Yeah, he used Brad. to have Sefco on
1: the beat. And now yeah, it's uh, Townsend. Towns- you know, it's I think Towns- Towns- I think Townsend's Towns- more old school um than Eddie, even though he's younger than, than Eddie. Yeah. Um, Eddie is yeah.
0: like super nice, which is why he works for the team now.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, he was kind of PR ish even when he was like with the DMN. But Brad's done like a bunch of reporting stuff, Like he's working his butt off and calling sources and all this stuff. And yeah. he's real plugged in.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like Brad more so than Eddie. I just thought of Eddie because he was so synonymous with the morning news for the, yeah, he really was. For the Mavs for so long. And
1: and yeah, you know. he just was the guy like that. It, w- it was Eddie. That's it. Yep. <laughs> but. I, don't know, I I like it. I'm glad I got to got to know Eddie a little bit this year and Brad too. bunch of good yeah. guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think most of the Mavs media is really really good, which is part of the reason that I think that like there's a non-zero chance that Durant would consider coming here. <laughs> because the fact of the matter is is like how nice would it be to live in a large market with a Training staff that knows how to deal with Achilles injuries that will not rush you back where you can be the face of a franchise in a state that you're already aware of (laughs) because he went to UT um, and have a media group that's mostly going to leave you the fuck alone. Like even when the Cowboys people come in, Cowboys question, Cowboys media are not tough media either.
1: So God, no. And also you get to spend time with Dirk, which he loves Dirk so much.
0: Yeah, I still think that it's. I mean, I would put us on par with any other team that barely has a max slot, <laughs> like, which means yeah. it's a non-zero chance, but it's not likely. I joke about it it's all a, the
1: time. It's a non-zero, but I don't. I, mean, I I've actually come around on it. I'm. I would be okay with it now. I was just being my own media tootness self. of, Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but I I come around on, on Kevin Durant, and I I really like him. He's. I mean. Obviously, one of the best players in the world. So, I mean, yeah, you don't turn that down. Could you just plus imagine? Covering, plus, covering a championship would be nice. Yeah. I would, I would really like that, especially Luca's first. Man,
0: yeah. Can you imagine though? Like, just for thirty seconds, a front court of Kristaps Przingis and Kevin Durant.
1: I can. And I, uh, I need. To, I'm glad I'm sitting down. <laughs> I'm
0: falling over. And then you have Luca running point forward mostly. And then you get two shooting wings, and you're good.
1: Two, Yeah, two 3-and-D guys, and you're good.
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Now, my my largest dream this summer that I could possibly dream is Malcolm Brogdon, And I think that's actually like a, it's like a, I don't know, maybe like a 15% chance, if I'm um, yeah. being honest. But I'll be
0: honest. I don't know what the Mavericks are going to do. Like.
1: I don't either, and I'm worried that they're going to, do something stupid i don't think they will but i'm just worried that they might take a swing too big and i like right now I don't like think big they're swing. gonna
0: get the opportunity to like honestly speaking
1: i don't think like, they will either which is good I, I hope they just don't take meetings from these these alias guys i hope they don't I hope they just go straight for the b-tier guys that they know would fit well because like you're like, it's hard for me to say, say
0: that only because i know that meetings are already happening even though they're not supposed to um <laughs> yeah you take the meetings right now to get, get those feelers going and figure out what you have any sort of realistic chance of, or you make those phone calls to agents and things like that. But you're right, like June 29th at 8pm or June 30th at 8pm, whatever it is, um, find, spend this time the next couple of weeks figuring out like who you have a chance of and then go all in on the second and third tier guys after that.
1: Yeah, go throw all of your money at Brogdon and force Milwaukee to make a decision. Like they wish they had done that with with Capella. I mean, it, there, people are debating about whether how good he actually is, but at the very least you make your uh, if if they had to max Capella with the the owner that they have right now and the cal, salary cap situation they're in, man, they'd be even in a worse position than they are now. They'd like have to deal Paul mm-hmm. Chris Paul or or Capella and basically end their James Harden run.
0: Yeah. But you know the Mavs could be in a worse position. In um, that position being uh, that four-year, seventy million dollar contract offer. Wait, for what? uh, from two years ago, for um, for who? For Nerlens. Man, they could have. <laughs> that that would have been really bad. That Gosh. would have really ha- hamstrung the team. Man,
1: if if New Orleans had just like tried. Then that I, that would have been great. It's but not nice personality. No, it's not. It's not. Man, he's just too busy hot dogging it. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> but it's fine. It should. It does. It does without context. If you if you don't know the context, he Noel had snuck off to the the media room at halftime during one of the games to to get a hot dog, um, and someone took a picture of him and who and, was it that broke it? that? Do you oh, remember? I can't. I can't it might have been Cato. I can't remember. Yeah,
0: because I remember somebody just, like, snapped a picture and was just like, so Nerlens just came in and got a hot dog, question <laughs> <And laughs> mark? It just like, blew you know. up from there. <laughs> and Man, some I remember Carlisle stuff. being a dick about it afterwards. And
1: Shocking. <laughs> just like, kidding. is the nicest person in case he's listening to this podcast or someone who might tell Carlisle is listening to this podcast. I mean, you can have a dick answer and be a nice person. Oh, he has has a lot of dick answers.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you have to answer the same question 82 times in a year. At least. At least, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Bryce, is there anything else that you want to touch on? I know it's been a weird week this week with the NBA.
1: My gosh, it has. No, the only thing I want to touch is just. Just Mavs fans, be happy. Like sit back and be content. You have two young stars. Literally, the hardest part is done.
0: Yeah, it's enjoy just, the off season. Cause... Enjoy
1: the off season, knowing that you won the off season, like in January.
0: Yeah, there you go. It, enjoy the off season, knowing that no matter what happens, the Knicks are gonna fuck it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take solace <hours laughs> in knowing that you're not the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. That's always a comfort that I can bestow on yeah. people, except yeah. if they're Nick fans. Then it's like, well, uh, yeah, sorry, buddy, sorry, Wob,
0: <laughs> and nobody else.
1: <laughs> hey, and uh, and Network. Yeah, Wob well, and
0: Network. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody else sucks. But for you, Mavs fans out there, just be happy you're not a Knicks fan.
1: Yeah, and you an a Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Yeah, and you've won a championship this decade. So, like Raptors fans, in a little bit, you can just sit back and be like, oh, well, Dirk won his championship. And solidified himself as a top 15 player of all time. And we got to watch all of his career here in Dallas. So literally everything else is gravy.
0: (laughs) But also if they don't win a playoff series this season, this upcoming season, they'll go 10 straight years without winning a playoff series.
1: Yeah, that's not great.
0: Yeah, because they haven't won a playoff series since 2011.
1: And then it'll be nine 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 years.
0: years. Okay, so two more years of not winning a playoff series and then... That's I not think,
1: good. I don't think they're going to make it to 10. I think I don't know that they'll make the playoffs this year, um but I think definitely they'll make it next year and they'll win at least one series.
0: I hope so. That's my The opinion. NBA is going to look way different in 2 years than it does right now.
1: It's going to be it's, it would look different in like 3 weeks. It's going to look vastly different in 3 weeks. So, predicting what it's going to look like even in 2 years is foolish as hell. Giannis is going to
0: be on the new Montreal team.
1: No, Giannis is going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Giannis and costas messing it up oh man going around be so much fun. tearing down the league and then alex or whatever i think alex is the youngest one that hasn't been drafted yet alex will be yeah. here too why not yeah that'll be fun
0: so they'll they'll destroy the league and then destroy deep ellum after
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so it'll be the starting lineup of of costas and uh Giannis and luca and Kristoffs. Um, and then that'd be Alex. a tall
0: as fuck team.
1: Can you imagine how insane that would be? Three Kumbo brothers and Porzingis, and then Luca. Oh my god, <laughs>
0: you really would have a six
1: foot eight point guard. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Somebody's gonna do that in two K now, and just see what That's, that team does. Hell, I might do that in two K. <laughs> <laughs> I go find out what what to make a Alex kumbo uh, like.
0: Yeah. And then, like, put him up against the uh, the Fab Five Warriors or whatever they call him now. His first is Death lineup. And then, it, yeah, Hampton to five. There we go. Yeah. But, oh, my God. And the thing is, is that the NBA season never stops. So get ready for more news this week. I don't know what. You've already got Masai going to maybe going to D.C. You've got all these injuries.
1: You got maybe Obama joining up in some kind of an ownership stake in the in the Wizards. Who knows? Oh
0: I totally missed that. Or are you just making that up?
1: No, no, no. No, like that was a legit thing. Like that was like rumored to be part of the offer um of like Masai um of Maasai's contours. Like Obama kinda wants to be involved somewhat in an NBA team.
0: Huh. Okay. You know what? He can be involved in um the Oklahoma City Thunder and then petition to move them back to Seattle. <sighs> That'd be great, and they That'd can be, be called the Supersonics again.
1: Or he could go go to his hometown Bulls and and try and fix everything there.
0: Ooh, yeah, that would also be good. <laughs> or or he could take a minority stake in his in the best bull of all time ta- times team in the Charlotte Hornets and, and try and fix that that disaster.
1: Yeah, that there's no fixing that. Sorry, Charlotte. <laughs> <Discured>. <laughs> you, but they should have known that the second they had like the worst record of all time and then didn't get the best prospect in the history of like the NBA to that And Anthony Davis, like yeah. once that happened, is was like, and they ended up with like, uh, Michael K. Gilchrist that year. It's like, man, that's how, you know, we're just, we're done. Just fold the franchise. It's, it's over. It's a
0: very next thing to happen to them.
1: It, it's worse than the Knicks. Cause at least <laughs> people are talking about the Knicks.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> true. At least the Knicks make money.
1: Damn. Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think that that'll end it for this week's podcast. Bryce, thanks so much for coming on and filling in for Ruben while he's getting drunk in Hawaii all day every day.
1: Ugh, that jerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm jealous too. And then he's talking yeah. about not coming back, and I'm just, I'm so mad.
1: Well, I'll hop on occasionally if 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 he ends up just living in Hawaii now. <laughs> he's we'll You're gone. You're gone, yeah. Ruben. That's it. You don't get to be in Hawaii and this podcast. You got to choose.
0: Yeah, we'll find out next week if he actually comes back or not.
1: To be continued.
0: <laughs> Until next week, guys. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Bryce. And you can, again, follow Bryce um, at Bryce Patrick on Twitter. Listen to his podcast, Locked on Rangers, that he does with Morgan Price. Um, and then, of course, follow us on Twitter and listen to this podcast, please. I don't know how you <laughs> got to hear without listening, but you never know. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Bye.